Oasis Church Chicago, my name is Becca Schaefer, and I'm so excited to welcome you to our podcast and introduce our new series, In This Place. To supplement this evangelism-focused series, we interviewed five different people in our body to learn how they share the gospel in their day-to-day lives. We hope these stories leave you feeling inspired and equipped to step out into our city and connect others to the life-giving presence of Jesus. Uncle Andy and Audrey, this is so fun to have you guys here in Chicago with us. Um, You've been with Wycliffe Bible Translators for 40 years. You've been um, in Papua New Guinea translating the Bible for 20 of those years and have shared so many incredible um, conversations with me about evangelism, about sharing the gospel that has deeply inspired me and my friends um, to talk to people about God. And so can you please tell us more about storytelling and sharing the gospel? Well, over in Papua New Guinea, we were working with first-generation Christians, didn't have a lot of background in the Bible, didn't really care about theology, uh, but they needed to know about God. And we found the best way of communicating about God was through stories, of translating the stories of the Bible uh, or tell our own personal stories. And that had the, the greatest impact. And I think that helped influence my thinking of what is evangelism really about? Am I trying to convince somebody or am I simply to be a witness? And that was what Jesus had to say. And as we translate it, uh, I only found that Jesus only had a few commands. It's not hard. Love one another. Do this in remembrance of me. Make disciples. And one of the best ways is to tell stories. So I think that's at the heart of good evangelism is with stories. What kind of stories? Like, how would I, like, if I have a story in mind, do I just tell them about Jesus? Or how do I know what story to tell? Listening is such a big part of what we need to include in evangelism. And I think for us, what's really been helpful is listening to that other person's story first. You know, hearing from these people, letting them know that they are of value, that they are important. You don't go anywhere with evangelism before recognizing that the person you're speaking with, they've got their own story. They've got their own life. And put ourselves into that position of listening, not with an agenda of how I'm going to say something to them, but with a heart attitude that says, where are they coming from? What perspective, what, what's going to be the best story to t- tell them related, you know, based on their experience? Yeah. So I'm listening, not for how I can make my next argument, mm. but what is going to bless them? And I find a lot of people, they don't have a correct view of God. They think of God as being vindictive or he's sending people to hell or whatever it is. And all of a sudden you tell a story of like the prodigal son. It's like, oh, wait a minute. He's a father who really cares and loves for me. He's concerned about his family being together. Or the story of Hosea is that I will be faithful to you to the end. I will continue to love you. You are mine. I'm going to show you my, my goodness. And to be telling stories that help Correct that image of God is what people need to where then God draws them to himself. Uh, That is even more powerful. Plus, it sets my posture of rather than just, I'm going to convert you, how can I bless you? And people respond to that. Uh, And having that credibility by listening 
I then build up the credibility to be listened to. Mm -hmm. Wow. So how do you prepare yourself then to go out and to tell these stories? A lot of it could just be with the people we're already rubbing shoulders yeah. with. I mean, I was surprised at work when one of the coworkers said, oh, I saw this prayer journal, Audrey, and it was just screaming your name for a Christmas gift. And I'm like, do you really know me? But she was watching. Right. People watch, they can tell. And um, I just think that's so important of just creating that relationship so that then you can be saying things like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm hearing what your situation. Can I pray with you? And the impact that that can have on somebody of like just opening up that door to letting them thinking about God, you know, when you want to pray for somebody. Right. And I don't think it's preparing for an activity. It's how do I maintain a posture for life? Uh, and just, you know, whether it's a, a devotional time with God, if it's something that's encouraging me to love Jesus even more, that's my preparation for whatever comes my way because I don't know what's going to come during the day. And I don't want to make evangelism an activity that, okay, you know, I've got to do this here, you know, uh, at this time. Uh, but as situations come up, I can respond to it. And that's part of that walking in the Spirit, being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's telling me. Uh, and then just even listening is like, I think this is an opportunity where I can probably bring God into the conversation in a way that can bless somebody. In our previous conversations that we've had before, we've talked about the North Star. You just mentioned being prepared in the direction um, when talking about the gospel. Can you tell me more about that? Right. So often people are, are either looking at the Bible or looking to God to say, uh, you know, how do I move through life? And we think of it as like, oh, God, what is your will for my life? And it's like, okay, well, the church says I have to do evangelism, so I have to do evangelism, you know, or I have to do this, or maybe I have to be a missionary or, or whatever. Uh, actually, the question ought to be, what is God's will for the world? And when I answer that question is, how do I fit into what I see God doing? Well, then what am I supposed to be doing? And we sometimes think of a, a map, a map, you know, take five steps forward, go to school, turn left, get married, turn right, have three kids, you know, and, and just sort of proceed through life. But a map only takes you to places that are already been charted, already been looked over that somebody makes a map of. And life, I don't know what's ahead. So I need a compass. I need a direction. And, and part of that North Star is that if I can have that purpose in life, that however I get there from whatever pathway, it keeps me directed of saying, my purpose is to bring God glory. If I have an opportunity to do that with evangelism, then let me do that. If it's through the work that I do, let me bring God glory because that's what I'm all about. That's what's taking me and continuing to keep me in that direction that I ought to be going in. So setting a, a really clear North Star and not worry about whether I'm in God's will or out of God's will or is there a center to God's will? I didn't know there's a center to it, you know. It's just keep faithful to where God is, where I want to be pleasing God. What is it that's going to give me joy 
in making God's name known. And then evangelism comes naturally. And I don't have to worry about, but the person didn't get saved. Oh, I failed. Actually, you may have brought them from a negative 10 to a negative 8. And this is not about success. It's about, am I being faithful? And so whatever direction I take, whatever life throws at me, I keep moving towards that North Star, towards the glory of God, and then just remain faithful. I may fall at times, but I stay faithful. Have there, has there ever been times where you felt scared or nervous or been rejected when you've tried to share or share a story? Well, yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> How have you navigated that? Sometimes not so good. <laughs> uh, again, it's the, the responsibility and the call is to be a witness. Be my witness. You don't have to be my defender. You don't have to force people to follow me. In fact, Jesus let 6,000 people walk away in one day. He actually made it hard for them to follow him. And he didn't really care whether there's a lot of people following him or not, but he was concerned about those who were seeking after him, that they knew him, that they understood who he was and what he was offering. Uh, and so I come back to the responsibility is simply, am I being a, a faithful witness? Am I declaring what Jesus means to me? And again, that preparation is let me fall in love with Jesus even deeper so that I want to talk with him. I want to talk about him, uh, you know, when, you know, I'll talk about Audrey when I'm out on different trips. Why? Because she's so much a part of my heart, so much a part of my life. It becomes a natural conversation to say, oh, yes, here's what we did together or whatever. Uh, that needs to be in our evangelistic approach that Jesus is just so much a part of my life, you know, Make it attractive to where they want to get to know Jesus too. And that's part of my story. It's part of the stories I see in Scripture. Um, and coming back to, it's not an activity. It's simply a way of life, an approach of life, a, a, a way of looking at life. This is important. This is my priorities. I'll share them with you. Wow, that's so beautiful. How would you encourage someone who is nervous to, to tell a story? Like, well, I don't know enough stories, or do I have any like, personal story in my life? How would you encourage them to go out and to share? I think by getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, we've had that just these past couple weeks and months because our church is going to be having an alpha group for people outside the church. And it's moved each one of us in the church outside of our comfort zones in a good way. And we're like, I'm asking people to come to this group to come have some discussions about faith and bigger questions of life that I've never asked them before. And I wouldn't have pictured myself, but now we are. And so sometimes being with in a situation where you need to get out of your comfort zone has helped moved us on because, yeah, it is a little bit nervous. I asked somebody the other day, and I thought I never would have asked her before, but because we had this uh, thing that we wanted to do, it's like, okay, and look at God was there. And, and she said no in the end. But still, 
we be able to have that conversation. So mm-hmm. getting out of your comfort zone. Because if we stay in our comfort zone, we protect ourselves. Right. The book of Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And as I read that, the natural question became, what am I doing right now that requires faith? If I really want to please him, I got to do something with faith. And that demands that I step out of my comfort zone because I'm not relying on my own strength, my own ability. And in fact, I encourage a lot of people, if you really truly want to see the power of God work in your life, you're going to have to do something that's beyond your ability. Because as soon as I go beyond my ability, I'm no longer depending on myself. I'm depending on God. And that's where I see the power of God working in my life for whatever he's asking me to do. Wow. That's incredible. That's, yeah, that's very encouraging and inspiring that it just, it takes faith to move and to step out and to share the gospel. Like it's not something that's necessarily comfortable, um, but by building those relationships, by taking steps of faith, more people can come to know the heart of God. Yes. Yeah. So it all comes down to, am I presenting God to people around me in a way of who he truly is, his love, his compassion, his caring. And if I'm reflecting that, God becomes attractive and evangelism becomes natural. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing all of this. It's been so wonderful to have you guys here. It's been fun.